for Love & Show. Today we're joined by Danny Jones, a PT in Dubai, who's going to tell us how people stay motivated or if they stay motivated during COVID-19. Welcome to the show, Danny. How are you doing? Hey, Casey. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Shem, I couldn't obviously join you in the studio, but we're uh, still doing our Zoom uh, social distancing, which is, which is okay for the minute. It's okay. It's okay for now. Yeah, yeah. like it'll do. Like, it could be worse. I, like, I'm yeah. sending a, it'll take a while to send a messenger pigeon or something for, your, for, the, for the notes. But I think, you're, I think you're in Marina and I'm a JLT, so maybe that is the future. Oh, okay. but, but this I is the thing, so your job as a personal trainer is very much human contact orientated, right? So, so yeah. let's like jump right into it. During lockdown, if, if your job is so human focused, how did that feel when everything just went down to zero straight away? Yeah, so I'm used to obviously being, yeah, I'm being large groups of people and, uh, and constantly trying to sort of, you know, yeah, keep, keep myself motivated as well as motivating other people as well. So when you have everything taken away from you, it's a little bit of a shock initially. And it did um, it hit me fairly hard at the first instance. We're kind of like, well, okay, let's see how it goes. Because the first few weeks, we sort of weren't sure what, what the rules were going to be and things like that. Um, and then when we started to realize that this is going to be quite long term, so then we sort of thought, well, we need to keep that interaction with people. And that's why this platform of Zoom, Zoom has been amazing because um, it's really helped us and it helped me to be able to connect with my clients. So we're actually running sort of lockdown home workout videos and things like that, um, which really did help in that, in that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to see how like the gym business might, swip and, uh, might switch and might switch more in future. Um, and we'll talk about kind of your clients in a little bit, but... It must be very tricky as a personal trainer. Your job is to motivate people. Um, mm. And then was it challenging to motivate yourself? Like you're obviously telling people to continue working out because that's obviously what we should be doing. But were you able to continue working out during COVID-19? During I it? Was. Down, during yeah, it? I was. Yeah, uh, at the start I was. Then, then though, one thing that I noticed from, this is, I guess, more of a health perspective. I was indoors so much compared to being outdoors a lot. And being an AC and everything, I ended up getting really bad, like sinusitis. So I couldn't actually end up working out. I had to go to the doctors and all this kind of stuff. Um, so that hit me hard. And I think a lot of people would have had some challenges they faced by being indoors a lot in general, anyway, because it's not healthy to be inside constantly. Yeah. Um, I was finding ways of like going down to like the, using the stairs up and down just to sort of get out of that little, you know, sort of apartment space. Um, but yeah, I did. I did find it. I did find it tough at first. It was. Um, it wasn't easy. But it wasn't easy for anyone. And I guess we're all in the same boat. So all we can do is try and motivate each other as best we can and put on a bit of a brave face. I guess. Yeah. A hundred percent. We all need that brave face. But do you knowing that people's situations are different? So let's say, for example, if I was going to the gym five days a week, but now I'm on lockdown and knowing that I might be in my apartment five days a week, if I'm your client. Do you kind of change up the routines based on that? Do you tell people to maybe take the stairs more, try and get fresh air as part of the routine? Do you kind of switch it around based on new lifestyles? Yeah, so it's important. I mean, if, if somebody's been, also, I guess the thing as well, people that have been indoors a lot and not maybe working out with weights, for example, as much as they were, um, that's also been a bit of a, you know, sort of we've had to re-sort of program the way we design things. Um, to making sure because people would have lost quite a bit of strength in that time as well because yeah. they're used to lifting weights and things like that so um, definitely sort of when people go back to training after being in lockdown you have to sort of assess your audience really and, and find out what people have been doing 
in that time and making sure that you know you're catering to that and not going in too hard as well when they first start because they're just it's just going to scare them away and potentially cause injuries and things like that as well so there's a lot that this the kind of everything that's happened is there's so many changes that have been made um in so many different ways as well without even really realizing that you kind of just take it step by step i guess 100 percent, and it's it's tricky as much as it's uh, you're kind of, obviously there's like the physical and then there's also the mental challenges that people are facing going back into gym but just to give people an idea um so you work in iconic fitness which is a crossfit gym um in dubai marina are you a fully crossfit coach or what is kind of your speciality yeah so my my main uh, my main focus is actually on uh, i call it weight management and habitual lifestyle change so how do i explain that in a nutshell basically i assess everything from people's sleep to recovery, to their nutrition, to their training. And you could argue that every trainer does that, but I try and focus a lot more on the stuff that, you know, the habitual side of things. So making sure that people actually stick to habits, because it's very easy to write a program for someone to say, okay, I'll see you on Tuesday and it's only Friday. But then what about the weekend and how are you going to keep up with those clients during that time? So it's very hands-on the way that I coach my clients. It's not just like a see you see you then and there's your sort of routine so there's i kind of track their food um making sure they're sleeping well um and just making sure that when they're when they are out on the weekends and things like that that you know that they are accountable a little bit because we have to be you know you, else you're not going to get to where you want to get to um so yeah that's the kind of emphasis i do also coach the crossfit classes um as well but my main focus is on the sort of basically the, the sort of semi-private personal training that i offer okay um, so just talking, we mentioned before kind of that uh, you guys were kind of switching more to online workouts. I saw a massive uh, shift in trends and I think everyone did. When COVID-19 lockdown happened, um, there was actually new businesses that were like, we're only doing online workouts now. Um, and, there, and then, you know, there's so many small gyms in Dubai um, who, you know, were obviously people were kind of going to online workouts. Do you see that as a future when people kind of... Conf do as someone who deals with people every day, uh, do you see the future in online workouts or do you see the real benefit of meeting with your PT quite often? Or your so there's always, there's always going to be a, a space for that, for the online. There's, the online space is always going to be a thing. Um, and funny enough, before I moved here, um, I was a, a personal trainer. I have been for, it'll be my 10th year now as of January. I'll be 10 years as a trainer. Um, and I've been doing this for so, so long now. And I realized that especially just before I moved to Dubai a few years ago, that I actually created an online business myself. Um, and uh, it's not running anymore, um, but it, was, it became fairly successful. And that's where my Instagram sort of started to come up a little bit as well and, and sort of getting onto that side of the sort of social space. Um, but there will always be a, a sort of a market for it because not everyone is comfortable in big groups, for example, as well, or in gym spaces. They find that you know, I've had clients in the past that say, I only want to train when no one's in the gym and there's no yeah. one there. Even other people working out, just literally just me and that person. Um, so the online space gives people, I guess, the opportunity to do their own thing in their own time. But you can't really compare the results you're going to get versus training with someone one-to-one -one or one-to-many in a group. Um, mm -hmm. Because that, that, there's, a, there's a big ethos that we sort of follow at the gym I work at and and we, um, the, the community is basically success through community. And we believe that everything is, you can achieve so much more when you're part of a community as opposed to just one-on-one -on -one or one to 
whoever that person is in America as an online trainer or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, oh, there's, a, there's an argument for both. Yeah, and there's definitely both sides. Like I would have found it joining a gym especially crossfit to me sounded super super daunting um at the start but then when you kind of go into that kind of community atmosphere um and you actually meet people it's i think it's that first step for so many people it's just like the scariest thing um but you mentioned in the uk and then obviously growing your instagram so you've got like 20k followers there's like a massive i feel like community of fitness influencers in the uae how did you kind of make that transition from the uk to dubai um so well, the, the thought, what I started doing initially was when I built up my following is I wanted to, um, I started targeting my networking towards Dubai um, anyway. I started, sort of started tagging posts and things like that and sort of drumming up and following local people that were here at the time um, as well. But the, the main, the sort of, it's quite lucky how I got into my, the job I'm in now really because um, it was, I, I remember doing a, a spinning class back, back home in England and uh, this random guy that I've never seen before came into my class and he said, uh, oh, I enjoyed your class after he said, but when's your next one? I said, well, funny enough, I've just booked a holiday for Dubai. He was like, oh, I used to live there. Oh, actually, I'm thinking of moving there. And that was a few years ago now. Um, he said, well, I've got a, a contact over there with one of the big commercial gyms if you wanted to set up a, a, an interview or something. I was like, yeah, that'd be great. So anyway, long story short, I went over there, um, had an interview with one of the big commercial gyms um, and uh, got the job, accepted the offer. Also met a friend for coffee who's a PT as well in Dubai. Um, and he, offered, he always said, sort of said to me that there's, there's, there will be opportunities available. Because it's hard as a trainer over here, especially like if you're freelance or whether you go into a gym or whatever. There are many, um, there are many of these. Yeah, like it's not easy. It's, it's saturated, the market's so saturated. Um, and that friend of mine said, look, I might have something for you in the future. So anyway, I go back to England. I went to, I accepted the offer for this commercial gym and I went to scan my passport for the visa and everything. And the scanner had broken. And the, I remember my boss was like, oh, it's not gonna be fixed for a couple of days. And in those couple of days, when I was just accepting that offer, I had a message from that guy I met for a coffee. And he was like, Dan, like, I've got this opportunity for you that you definitely don't wanna miss. Um, and it was working with Iconic. And I had a, and I, I sort of, then I was looking at two options and I didn't know you know, at the time, but I trusted what, what he was saying. Then I had an interview with Andy and Rihanna and, and, um, and then pretty much here I am after that. So actually maybe that broken scanner helped me uh, make the decision or got, you know, gave me a little bit of time to get things sorted. So uh, yeah, that's the sort of story behind it. And the rest is history. So you've been here for yeah. a couple of years working with yeah. Iconic and um, talking about, let's say Iconic and all gyms, which, uh, let's say as the city opened up, gyms also started to open, but I think people were more cautious to go back to gyms as they're kind of see, uh, seen as high risk um, COVID-19 places. So what, um, how do you ensure that it's safe for your customers to come back? So there's many steps we have to take, obviously following the guidelines of, of course, that's what we, that's what everyone has to follow by. Um, but in, you know, in particular, we made sure that you know, the guidelines stated two meters for a, a box to be apart from another one. We made it two and a half meters. You know, there was a certain capacity. We made it less than that because we want to make sure that it is, because it is daunting for people. And we found that when we were down into lockdown, we were sort of chatting to people and they were even showing concerns before the guidelines had come out, how to reopen and how to structure the gym. Um, so, you know, like anywhere, when you come in, you have your um, temperature taken, 
you have to book to come in. You can't just show up. And then you have an allocated space, which again, like I said, is two and a half meters apart. But the important thing is making sure that you're not sharing any equipment that other people are. And that's a big thing for some people is that, especially when you're in the, like your um, adrenaline's really high in a workout and you think, oh, I'm just going to go and this is the workout, blah, blah, blah. And then you don't think twice about picking up something that someone else might have had. But we've had to really train people on how and making sure that everyone has their own equipment in their box, which is sanitized pre and post workout um, so that no one can be shown, which is a shame because it's hard because the community side of things, that's what you've always been used to. But they have been really good, our members are in, in abiding by those rules. And, and it's kind of just stuck in now, basically. So, yeah, I guess it's the kind of the new normal that we keep talking about. Um, yeah. For you, is the, what is the future for Danny Jones in Dubai? Is it um, working with Iconic? Is it kind of, you know, you mentioned working online before. What do you reckon? So for me, definitely Iconic. I mean, I've re recently launched um, a new program called Team Lean. Um, which is basically what I was saying about the habitual side of things. And, and that was something that I've been really focusing on. Um, and that program is really growing as, you know, sort of as we speak. Um, and it's limited to certain uh, numbers as well, which is really important for the COVID side of things as well, um, which people were very comfortable with. And uh, so that's sort of the thing that, I, that I'm going to be sort of focusing on a lot is this program. And also part of that was a six week challenge that we offered um, for people as well. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, before we get to the teeny tiny Dubai quiz, if anyone wants to find you on Instagram, what is your handle? It is Danny J Fit. We'll actually leave it under here as well. So you okay. Um, but before we leave you, every single week on The Love and Show, we do a little game called the Teeny Tiny Dubai Quiz, where we ask you 10 questions about Dubai. I need to get my timer ready. It's basically kind of current affairs, a little bit of uh, Dubai knowledge. How confident do you feel? Not great at quizzes, if I'm honest, but um, I'll give it a good go. I'll give okay. it a go. 60 seconds. We'll start it now. Which UFC star is currently training in Dabai ahead of his Fight Island fight? Uh, Khabib, Nogumamagad, whatever he's called, yeah. Which took longer to build, the Burj Khalifa or the Burj Al Arab? Khalifa. Which sporting league is running in the UAE right now? IPL. How many Magadis branches are there in Dubai? Oh gosh, I'm going to say nine. Which five-star hotel just featured on the Times International Bucket List? Which Dubai five-star hotel? Jumeirah Beach. In which Emirate would you find Hatta? Ras Al Name the famous Irish pub you would find in Garhoud. Garhoud. Fibber McGee's. What is the official currency of the UAE? Theorems. Name Dubai's primary airline. Emirates. What, is, what day is UAE National Day? Nah, I have no idea. How many we get against branches are... Oh. <laughs> I think I'm, you smashed the start of it. Sorry. I started all right. Yeah, we're talking about sport, I guess. Yeah, so Khabib, 100% correct. You Can said, you pronounce his surname? Can I pronounce it? I googled how to pronounce it yesterday. Khabib Nuragomemov. Nope. Ali is here. Ali. Nuragomemov. I really. Tough guy. Very tough guy. It's yeah. It's a three or four part name. It's tricky. Um. So which took longer to build? You said Khalifa. That's correct. That took six years. The Burj Al Arab took five. 
interesting. Um, which sporting league is in the UAE right now? IPL. How many brad um, against branches are in Dubai? Five. So that's oh, so. Yeah. And, and actually, DWTC, as far as I'm aware, isn't really open. So you could, four or five would have been allowed. JLT, Hilton, Madinat, Airport, World Trade Center. Um, which five-star hotel featured on the Times bucket list? That was Caesar's Palace. Which oh. emirate would you find Hatta is Dubai? I always think it's Russell Kim as well. Yeah. Oh. Um, Irish pub in Garhoud is the Irish village. Uh, official currency is the dirham. Emirates is, is Dubai's primary airline and UAE National Day is on December 2nd. So you got five out of 10, congratulations. Oh yeah, that's okay. That's better than I thought anyway. I think it's pretty good. Usually we give a love of Dubai wristband, but uh, I don't, you're not in the studio. So maybe you can join us oh. in the studio in better times. That'd be great. Danny, thank you so much for joining us, guys. That was Danny Jones on The Love and Show. We are back same time, same place next week. Thank you for your time. Thank you.